Welcome to the Boring Lives of Interesting People podcast, episode 82. I did that out of order, but whatever. I'm Daniel. <laughs> and I'm Katie Lady Lamy's case with the K Mesper, the 28th PhD, aka the new little K uh, uh, Esquire. Esquire. Yay. <laughs> I already forgot about that, too. Uh, how are you today? I'm doing well. I've had a lazy day. Uh, Work kicked me out yesterday at 2 o'clock, and I'm out until Thursday, so... And Katie Bear has work, so I've just been, like, on my own being productive and, you know, letting the cats love me, and that's... I'm I'm sorry, are you complaining about them kicking you out? (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm not mad about it. I've just had, like, nothing really to do that felt productive. I'm, I'm, like, not good at being a homebody, I guess. And it's going to be worse when everything's closed tomorrow, so... Just, like, go for a long bike ride or something. Oh, after this, I'm going to go for a run and probably will also oh, okay. tomorrow. Well, there you go. How, Done. How are you? How's the Esquire life been since getting... Oh. Have you been adding that to everything you sign? ESQ uh, or something? Technically, I have to. <laughs> um, it's... It's like a cop you have to tell people. It's entrapment otherwise. Yes. Which I don't think is true, totally. It's not true. Uh, <laughs> um... God, it's been something. Uh, I I don't want to say that I hate it because. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's a career, right? And I think it gets better. But right now, getting used to billing and getting used to. Oh God, I'm sorry. My dog is doing something. Give me one minute. Okay. <laughs> what are you doing over there? Taxes? Oh. How dare you? God, I fucking wish. He's making noises in the other room, attacking Dan's stuff. Jet, get out of here. What Come kind of, here. What kind of stuff? Like anything good? I I don't know. He was just making a noise, and then Kika like ran off the bed, and she... I don't, I don't know. Is it like anyway. a pre-throw-up noise? That's the worst noise an animal can make in your house? No, it was like he was playing with a ball, but we don't have any balls that he could play with. Jet, get out of his room. Come here. He just Sorry. wants to do a, a, a stream. <laughs> Jet stream. Oh, my God, the name's right oh. there. <laughs> All right, fuck everything, everything Dan's built, everything we've done. Jet stream is the new, is where it's at. Yes, I agree. All right, cool. And it'll just be him, and I'll just, like, hold his paws. Yeah, and he like really yes. wants me to cuddle him right now. So okay, you know what? We're gonna move this here. Come here. Come here. You are the most needy dog. Anyway, okay. So basically, I work uh, ten to twelve hours a day, and have Thanks. only been able to bill for about four to five hours. I am. It's just based on the work that I can do. That is technically attorney work that we can send to our clients and be like, "Hey, I did this," and that they'll accept. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what billing is. Uh, so it's been extremely frustrating and uh, I am at a pretty low point in my like, I want to keep doing this <laughs> because it's a lot of work for very little payout. 
and I know that technically I should be getting better as far as like having not spending as much time on things that I did as a law clerk uh, and things that I could actually bill for. But uh, I've also heard that that doesn't necessarily change that quickly. So it's kind of like a you're just going to keep doing massive amounts of work and getting very little payout for it, particularly because I don't get as much money as we bill for. I get less than a third of what we bill for, <laughs> I think, on every single client that we have. Damn. So it's kind of the worst. Uh, all that crap about attorneys being overpaid is not true. <laughs> Most of that money is overhead. <laughs> well, I mean, we have a mutual friend, acquaintance, I'm not sure where they'd be at this point, who was in the law game for a bit and has left to shoot uh, boudoir photography. So uh, maybe there's another calling. <laughs> I honestly... Wait, really? Is that what she's doing? Uh, I believe full time, yeah. Oh my god! Uh, I thought she was doing as well. I, I I don't know. That's we kind of touched base on her her business, and I think she said she was going to go full time on it. I don't know if that that's full time on that and then doing something on the side. We're like doing law business, but that's the impression I got. Could be wrong. Well, if, if you're listening, you can correct us. But I don't. I don't <laughs> know I if don't you want. I don't think wanna, she listens to this. Yeah, I don't know if she'd want to be name dropped. So I'm not. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. Well, that's cool. Good. Yeah. I really want to be in that position, honestly. Um, but yeah, like it's it's extremely frustrating. And like I've I've had two breakdowns, Aww. maybe three since I've become an attorney. Uh, and it's literally it was just I had a bad day and I couldn't take it. Like I don't I don't think it took about a year for that to happen in law school of just like continually being uh not berated, but essentially berated by my own abilities, <laughs> if that makes sense, uh, in order for me to break down, but just as an attorney, because I, I am now responsible for all the crap that goes out. I sign my name on things, so I'm, I'm held accountable. I can be disbarred at any moment for me doing something like slightly off kilter that a judge or somebody else doesn't like. It obviously, has to go through a whole bunch of channels for that to happen, but... Uh, I don't know. It's just like it's a lot of just stress regarding existing that I don't want or need. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but as far as like job responsibilities, I don't have anything new aside from like attending depositions and uh, court appearances and stuff. Um, it's basically all the same stuff I was doing as a law clerk. It's just like all of the added stressors and stuff that can't go down on paper, that's just what kills me. Like, ugh, it's the worst. Well, I'm sorry. You <laughs> may, well, you may also, I found it kind of funny is the wrong word, but you, you said I only had one breakdown in law school. Like that's something that's just like a quota need to be filled for law students. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, yeah. You've got your one. Then I got my other work. We're, we're all caught up now. Um, well, yeah, I would say a lot of people, well, I mean, I think like a quarter of our class dropped out in the first semester. Um, well, that was just our section. So like each, there's three sections. So like a quarter of each section, I don't know how many people that actually adds up to, but um, probably about if there were a hundred, I think there were like 170 or a hundred in each. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Math doesn't matter. Sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, there's that. So people who are having breakdowns sufficient enough for them to just like drop out of law school. Um <clears throat> 
those who didn't adhere to the, to the sunk cost fallacy. And then you have people who went through it and just like couldn't handle it like me. And yeah, I was like, I say, okay, sorry. I, I, I think I misspoke earlier. I've had definitely more than one breakdown in law school, but it took a while for me to actually reach that point. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, you know, like a weekly thing. You just like want to die and <laughs> that's pretty normal actually i'd say like maybe the top 25 percent don't have that issue because they either have it already in their head like how legal analysis and legal work and um i guess writing goes because that's like all you're graded on um or they they're just smart I met like two people that are just really, really intelligent and like really good test takers and stuff like that. But yeah, that's, that's extremely normal. Uh, actually, I believe that there's excessively high rates of drug use and alcohol, alcoholism <laughs> in the, uh, legal profession. It's, it's an actual serious issue and they have like training programs on it, um, that fulfill your continuing education requirement. <laughs> There's like a whole part that's like a natural or not natural, but a uh, well-known networking thing where you just like get drunk at bars with your fellow LOP folks after work, right? I I feel like a friend of mine who is (laughs) wrapping up law school told me that as just like a normal fact. Yeah. Nice. Uh, (laughs) It is so common to drink with other attorneys. Um yeah, at every single function, there has been alcohol. Like, every single function that is, like, associated with the law school, they'll, like, one of our um, associations will go and reach out to, like, the bar association, and they'll be like, hey, do you want to, like, help put on this thing? We have this person we want to speak, blah, 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 blah. There's always alcohol. Hmm. And um, every week during law school, there was an unofficial... Uh, like get together where people would drink and it was just like that's just the culture of law school it's like a frat party but with law students who are just awful and type a personalities and um at my current law firm that is a requirement i well yeah, I'm not going to say any more than that because okay. everybody everybody can know where I work. and <laughs> I was going to ask if you wanted me to cut anything, so we'll set uh, going. Yeah, okay. yeah. But, um, yeah, so, like, if anybody wants to stalk me now, you can totally stalk me because my information is all public now. Sick. Yeah, I know. You that, just got to look up. Just to add to the stress. <laughs> well, you just have to know your full title to search Lady Laomi's Chaos of the Case of Mesmero, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's true. Yeah, yeah, so I feel like people have a hard time finding that out. <laughs> Yeah, that's hard to spell. <laughs> I mean, the internet's like what the what the internet is, but historically, I don't think we've said your actual surname on this show. I don't know, but I know Dan said it once on stream, and I got really messed. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. But anyway, so that's, I think, probably everything I want to complain about. Uh, on the positives, um, I am learning a lot. It's something I've never done before, and I think that that's that's interesting because it's it's a it's a huge power trip. Um, I understand why the law attracts the personalities that it does because you you are the most not the most important person in the room, obviously, because there's other attorneys there, but like you are now an important person 
if that makes sense. Like when I became an attorney after I got um, sworn in, uh, people in the office started talking to me who had never spoken to me before. Uh, I was. Now you're, human. I don't know, <laughs> treated with a different level of respect versus like you're a human versus you're, I don't know, a potential boss or something. It was really weird. I didn't like it, but I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. Sounds like constant soul searching now. Uh, I mean, yeah, I kind of reached that point during law school. I was like, I don't want to do this. This is not the way my brain is wired. But um, I, I want to at least try entertainment law. And I mean, it may take me a while to actually get into that field. Hopefully not. But I want to at least try it because transactional law is very different from litigation. Uh, litigation just gives me heart palpitations every time like I have anything to do that doesn't involve just sitting in front of a computer. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, hopefully I'll be able to find some time to work on other stuff to do that isn't law so that I can move on with my life <laughs> and hopefully do boudoir. <laughs> I mean, how's your eye as far as like a camera shot goes? Because I feel oh, like that's really not. important. I I would uh, the friend that we're talking about. I believe I know who it is, but uh, right. sh you, you we definitely would do. we would go uh, on shoots, and I would make a suggestion as far as framing goes with like nature, and she'd be like, "No." <laughs> so I'm pretty sure I'm just bad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I I you know what. I'd love to get into like doing like film production or something like that, even though I'd get paid shit. It doesn't matter. Like that kind of stuff is really fun to me. But be like a PA or something, or I guess if oh you're... my god, no. <laughs> I guess with a law degree, you could maybe aim a little higher. Uh, yeah. What's a, a a best a best woman a best boy best girl? Well, I'll a, be a best boy. <laughs> what's a that's a that's an actual term in the film industry. I don't know what the gender neutral would be. Best person, I guess. I've only oh. seen best boy yeah. in the credits interesting yeah i've seen that on credits too uh i don't know i as soon as i meet a director or something i will let you know <laughs> <laughs> actually i know a guy who recently has had an indie film going around some uh festivals i might just message him and be like hey stupid question uh what is the neutral What's a best boy <laughs> i know what a best boy is oh okay <laughs> it's just like what would a, a woman in that category be called would they still be a best boy is it a gender neutral term i doubt it but you yeah. know yes please message him and get back to us actually uh this is a a uh, uh not a smooth segue to my my next topic but i could ask somebody that has been uh popping up in my little college town lately so uh i have a celebrity sighting here in town oh and it's like kind of a weird one is it Tom Hanks? It is not Tom Hanks. That would be oh, Sacramento. Okay. And uh, funny you mentioned that. Two years ago, and I meant to talk about this on the show, and I just never got around to it. Like, it was in my notes for, like, six months. I just deleted it. Uh, when I went to see <laughs> Queens of the Stone Age um, in January last year, I think, uh, at the end of Eagles of Death Metal, Colin Hanks just got on stage. Oh, he that's awesome. <laughs> he produced a documentary about the Eagles of Death Metal after the shooting in France that they were playing during. Oh. And uh, he's like friends with those guys. But I guess they were playing in Sacramento 
and he's like from Sacramento and did the whole Tower Records documentary and stuff. So he just was like there. I don't know if he lives there all the time, but he got on stage and like took a bow with him. He didn't play any instruments, but he took a bow with him. That's so cool. So I, it wasn't Colin Hanks. Uh, should, we, <laughs> should we make a guessing game out of this? I don't. What's the likelihood I would know? Like, is uh, it a metal band no, thing or it, is it like. It's a famous actress. Oh. Who. Uh, Natalie Portman. No, it was not Natalie Portman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know of any actresses that are from our heart. It, is I, it, I don't know is she a particular type of actress who is from the region? No, not to mind. I'm going to see where she's from. Uh, the The reason I got for her being in town is because her daughter goes to the school here. Which uh, is not like a super uncommon thing. For a while, Chris Pratt and a Anna Ferris were regulars in town because Anna Ferris's brother taught or teaches at, th at the school. Oh. Uh, so like this kind of thing happens occasionally because the university is a pretty well-known thing internationally uh this person was born in texas so texas. she went to the university of texas at austin uh occupation according to wikipedia is actress and producer and she has been active in the film industry since 1992 is it leslie nope it is remember. it is not uh amy poehler no okay she is more into films than, like, television, but let me see if she's had any TV of note. Uh, yeah, she's on some TV shows, but it looks like mostly guest spots. I don't know if she's on King of the Hill. She was on oh. King of the Hill one time. Uh, mostly films. Hasn't been in anything I've seen in a long time, but has been in a romantic comedy uh film series is this the second one what the fuck a romantic comedy film series yeah i know that's that's a that's a crazy <laughs> hint but it's true one two three of these films a romantic comedy trilogy and the last one came out in 2016 2016 it's not they only made one sex in the city movie right they made two and it's not anyone from sex in the oh. city okay I don't know. Uh, I don't know. So the series is Bridget Jones and the actress is oh. Renee Zellweger. Oh! She was at my local record store um, and uh, I didn't really recognize her at the time, but looking back, it was super apparent. But uh, yeah, I went up there to pay for my records I got and the, the manager was like, hey, so do you recognize the person? I was like, no. She's because, like, honestly, she's just like, like a wealthy white lady who's in town wearing, <laughs> yeah. like, really puffy uh, vests when it's not seasonally appropriate for it. Like, it's cold out, but it's not, like, ski vest cold. Right. Uh, and I was looking through the news section, and she was, like, looking through the P area where it's just, anytime I go to a record store, I look in M and P for Motorhead and Prince, just because they're the ones I'm always looking for. Sure. So I was waiting for her to, like, wrap up in P, and she's super soaked about seeing all these Elvis Presley records. And I was like, just kind of patiently waiting. And then when she moved over, I started uh, skimming through and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I was like, I was like hogging. I'm like, no, it's, it's totally fine. You know, you just kind of got to dig uh, when it's your turn. And she's like, oh, totally awesome. And like, was like really, like really, really nice and like super talkative with the manager there. And they have like the section that's upstairs where they have CDs now because their CDs are being cast under darkness. And I went to go look at them and they have like a sign that says no records up there. 
So I was holding his records. And I was waiting to like hand him off to the manager just to like put him behind the counter to follow the rules. And I was like, eventually, just like I'm here all the time. They know me. I'm just gonna take these upstairs. So I, I did. And she was still talking. Like I couldn't hand him off to him because she was talking to him the whole time about like shipping these records off and her time in town. And uh, so I come back downstairs and she heads out. And I guess her mailing all these records to her home. And uh, she'd been in there like six times in the last couple weeks, and I think she's visiting for the holidays or something. And yeah, so she's just around town, just buying up hella Elvis albums. That's really cool, actually. Yeah, I, I was like, no shit. And I pull up my phone, I'm like, huh, she was in one of my favorite movies from when I was a kid, uh, Me, Myself, and Irene, which I doubt mm. holds up now, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was like, I don't know, unexpected. That's really cool. I had a revelation that I don't think I've ever actually seen a celebrity in person uh, on, God, it was like a Christmas party. I was talking to, um, like, okay, I don't count like going to a show. Anyway, right. um, but <laughs> uh, I was talking to Dan's manager and she manager. had said, Danager, and um we, I get, we were just like talking about celebrity in general and I I don't know I just was like huh you know never actually met somebody like that because she was talking about like the different tiers of celebrity and like how they basically get assigned that status now I think it's it's a lot different from like when we were kids because that was all dictated by like paparazzi and I think now it has to do with your activity on social media is what she kind of was saying which is interesting, particularly for certain celebrities who refuse to go on social media. <laughs> uh, the only other time I've like had any sort of celebrity thing, like I didn't interact with them, but I was in uh, Hollywood at, is it Amoeba Records? Yeah, Amoeba Records. And there was somebody in line and I, I just finished watching like season two of Silicon Valley. So this dude is fresh in my mind and Katie's in the middle of saying something and I stop listening because I lock eyes with him like, and I think <laughs> I like mouth, oh shit. And sh she's still saying something. We go down an aisle and I just cut her off and I was like, Gabe from the office is in line. <laughs> and I look him up and it's Zach Woods who played Gabe on the office and is like their maybe attorney or something on Silicon Valley. And she turns and she's like, oh my God, I hate Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome uh but yeah that's that's kind of been a this accidental zellweger um gay from the office and colin hanks being someplace i didn't expect him i think Pretty that's cool, it though. uh actually the guy who is the might be current coach for the golden state warriors steve kerr i met him at a like children's play place thing in texas he's that's he played Odd. or coached around the time and yeah i just my grandpa recognized him and sent me to go say hi me and my cousin got his autograph and it's f fucking somewhere i wouldn't know what to do with it well I, I guess i could probably sell it now but yeah but uh yeah i i didn't know it at the time i my grandpa knew and that's the story my mom likes to tell but i don't remember it <laughs> that's pretty cool though hmm. well then yeah I'm glad you had a really good um, interaction, though. Uh, she was mainly just in the way of me looking at Prince. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, a so, relatively good interaction. So we have beef now. Uh, oh, but there's right. there was no Prince to be had, so I guess ultimately it was 
it's fine. <laughs> but it was also. But you had to wait to figure <laughs> out that there wasn't Fritz. So I don't know. Does she know who I am? Yeah, exactly. I'm a blipcast. Move. <laughs> and, and the timing was funny because I think Katie was just telling me she wanted to see her new movie about Judy Garland called Judy, which I didn't know existed until this week. And then again, the timing is all odd. Yeah. Uh, what else have you been up to? Uh, I got a new phone. Right. So. <laughs> you, you're no I longer. Only mentioned... You're no I'm longer no part longer of the Apple cult, right? Yes, correct. Um, I only mention it again because it's a special phone. It's a special version of this phone. It is the Samsung Galaxy Note 10 Plus, but it is the special Kylo Ren edition. Oh my god, what? <laughs> Galaxy Note... I'm looking it up. 10. It's amazing. Why? What? Okay, hold on. So it just has like a picture of Kylo Ren on it or like his mask? No. So it comes preloaded with sounds and a stylus so got, that's it, red. That's cute. It's got a stylus that when you pull it out, oh it God. makes a lightsaber ah. sound. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And, and when you turn it off, it like exits light speed. It's the coolest fucking phone I have ever owned. I am so happy about it. Um, and, like, it's just, it's a nice phone. Uh, Dan has one as well. Um, he uh, bought one, and then, like, they immediately announced this one. So, <laughs> poop on him. So, I'm looking at the, the, the phones, and on the back of it, under the camera, does it have, like, a mask thing? Or does it have the new order? It has, the symbol, yeah, it has the first order symbol. First order, not new order. That's a band. Uh, uh, did you see the movie yet? I did, yes. Okay. I kind of want to talk about it, but do you want to talk about it at the end for spoilers? Or do you think anybody who's actually wanting to see the movie will have seen it by now? Uh, we can do it at the end for spoilers, I suppose. Maybe okay. I could chop it into like a mini episode or something. Uh, okay. But yeah, um, honestly, I don't really have too much to say about it. I'm just exhausted with the whole Star Wars thing. And I mean, yeah, I just want to rant. Sure, so. sure. Sounds good to me. <laughs> we yeah. can come back to a rant. Uh, other movies I saw that I have no problem carrying into. I saw Cats. <laughs> Okay, please talk to me about this. I'm never going to see it. Okay. So, like, just do play-by-play. Play. <laughs> so, I, I recently, I think this year on the show, I I said that Katie Bear and I went to see a live production of Cats. And mm -hmm. Cats is bonkers. It has no real plots, and it's just like a series of cats introducing themselves. The movie is basically that. However, they try to add a little more plot by way of Idris Elba and his like cohort, Taylor Swift, of course, who are trying to get their way to the front of the Jellicle Ball. What? Okay, I feel like I have to go back to the beginning. So <laughs> the Jellicle Ball is this thing that happens apparently, I think every year, every once in a while, I forget which, I was kind of tuning in and out. And in the movie, the like head honcho cat is... is um. Oh, what's her name? She was Murder, She Wrote, and she was in Bond, and I thought she retired from acting because she was going blind, but she's been in stuff since. Anyway. Oh, do not, not, wait, she was in Murder, She Wrote? Isn't that a different woman? That is a different woman. I am old lady racist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my bad. Judy uh, Dench? Judy Dench, yes. Dame Judy Dench. Uh, so she is, like, hosting this thing, and she gets to pick which cat gets to go on to have 
a new life. And I don't know how that plays into the Cats Nine Lives, that whole thing, or what. But essentially, um, they just get to be reborn. And all the cats sing a song and tell their story about... And actually, it's not even about why they think they should be selected to go off to this new life. But it's just, like, about themselves. So... Idris Elba and Taylor Swift are working together to get Idris to the top of this list so he can be reborn. And really, it winds up just being Judy Dench's decision. So even if, like, and they start eliminating cats throughout the whole thing. So they get rid of uh, one played by James Corden, one played by, uh, what's her name? She's a blonde actress who's in uh, Pitch Perfect. She might be Australian, or she plays oh. Australian all the time. I think she is Australian. Her. She gets cast off to this boat that's in the middle of the this water, and uh, Ian McKellen's there, and he gets cast off to that boat as well. Like, the cast is pretty stacked for this mess that it is. So, uh, and the whole time that all these cats are introducing themselves and, like, having a grand old time, there's one cat outside that's wearing, like, a really big coat, and it's dusty, and it's kind of, like, alluded to that it's, like, the unloved homeless cat. Um, also, yes, it's wearing a coat. Some cats in Cats, both the, the stage production and the movie, wear clothes. Others don't. Some even wear shoes. Those shoes are specifically Converse shoes. It's fucking weird. <laughs> and they all have human hands, but they still have tails and like whiskers. Uh, I don't know why they didn't just give them paws or if that would be too much weirdness. Um, it's because they're fucking furries. Yeah, if anyway. this if people enjoy this movie who are like at an impressible age, they're they're going to become furries. Because <laughs> um, all their outfits are like very skin tight and uh, they have CGI on them. It's just like curves on curves, male and female. It's it's very erotic and it should not be. Um, <laughs> so, like, uh, Idris Elba goes through this whole thing and he eventually gets up to the the front and he's gonna like be picked and judy dench is like what no i'm not gonna pick you uh so he casts her off to the boat and there's this one cat who's a magician um the mar something mr mistopheles i think and i think i actually know that name just actually you know what i know that name based on the description you gave of the theatrical production that you yeah. saw <laughs> the, the one who has like the great light he has the best song in the show well second best song best performance because the best song is called memories and it's memory and it's just an amazing song so he his song is moved back in the movie so he can do his magic trick to bring judy dench cat back from the boat to then continue the jellicle ball and send a cat off to be reborn and, of course, the cat to be reborn is the heart of gold, dirty street cat who sure. gets sent off. And um, uh, Idris Elba's defeated, and he winds up on top of a building. Taylor Swift just kind of disappears. And, honestly, like, the way it's left, there could be a sequel, but there's not a sequel to the States production. And this thing was such a flop and is so panned, I doubt they're going to do a sequel to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it gets, like, an international market jump, but I, I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. And it's bad... In the exact way that the play is bad, but it's not kind of fun like the play is fun. I fell asleep at one point just to kind of get away from it. And I missed Ian McKellen's song. And I guess Katie's was like, I'm here for Ian McKellen being Ian McKellen and anything. Because he doesn't really know what he's in for. He's just showing up, doing a job, and leaving. <laughs> that's, Super true. That's like his move. And so he's like, I'll be a cat, whatever. Um <laughs> So we saw that, and I was just, like, annoyed about it for days, and I kind of still am. 
But uh, <laughs> a, a friend of ours I'm really worried about, uh, Cole, who took my place at KSSU and later at Intercom, has seen the movie three times and is living uh, is living a life of a meme for it. And I, I worry for his health. <laughs> I mean, he might just be a furry. Maybe. That would, uh, I don't know that if it would, would explain be, uh, anything, but good for him if he is. Well, I just mean, I think it would explain it. I feel like the only way you can enjoy it is if you're a furry, but. Yeah, so it was. That's a... just me being prejudiced. <laughs> <laughs> the songs were dumb because the songs are dumb. The the visuals were pretty on point for what the show is, and I, I, I still appreciate people finding that this thing, this piece of pop culture, is batshit insane <laughs> and like are upset by it but it's just always been batshit insane uh i would not recommend seeing the movie i still might recommend seeing the play exactly one time all right yeah there and then i also saw the movie for the first time because we had to catch up on some christmas stuff uh love actually i, I have never seen that movie uh, I don't know if it's one you need to see, but some people were offended <laughs> that we hadn't seen it, so we decided to watch it. And it's one of the, it's like the first of those movies where it takes place on like a single day, and it's got a huge cast of people, like um, Martin whatever from The Hobbits in it. Um, God, I can't remember anybody's name right now. Liam Neeson is in it, and it's like the cast is gig- like Keira Knightley. Um, and all these stories like lightly intersect and there's like one story where Hugh Grant is the prime minister and he's like falling for one of his aides, but she's into this other guy. She's into the president of the United States who's played by Billy Bob Thornton, uh, which is amazing. Um, And, and eventually all their stories kind of intersect at the end and it's kind of fun how that happens, but I don't understand why it was required viewing, but uh, we wanted to watch a new Christmas thing. So that's what we watched on, I think, Christmas Eve. How was your Christmas times? It was all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we went up north, and I didn't tell you because... Yeah, I know, uh... I know. <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were literally traveling the entire time. We were only there for three days, I think. Um, and there was some miscommunication, and certain family members didn't get to be seen, and uh yeah i don't know there's a lot of shit talking relatives (laughs) and (laughs) people are vaguely pissed um people also decided not to go be with my grandma on christmas which makes me pissed um but i mean i guess there were slightly extenuating circumstances for at least one of them but whatever i don't know um i am just really over christmas and this is gonna sound horrible but family in general okay. <laughs> uh i i don't know it's just i think it's probably because of the stress of my job like i didn't get a vacation i had to work the entire time so um i think it's just that I have more important things to do than to sit and chat with them. And I did still sit and chat with them because I know that, you know, it's important to them, but it was just like, but you're the lawyer in the room. so. (laughs) Well, I mean, it is the first time that like, I just sat there saying everything on my mind in front of my grandma. And I think, 
I think she was a little overwhelmed. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Are you doing like holiday political rants? Because that's what the holidays are for. It kind of got to that point. I actually had to yell at my mom's husband because he started saying Fox News rhetoric. Uh, He he's a Democrat, Mm -hmm. but he's like. He's almost a libertarian, apparently. And he started saying stuff about the nanny state. And <laughs> I wish I could have seen my own face at that moment because, like, I just, like, shut down. I was like, that is an awful opinion. Are you serious right now? It was bad. I, now, I just had zero filter. I've never heard the term nanny state. Is that just, like, the that belief that we're all just, like, being soft and being – what does that mean? So the nanny state is this idea that if the government is doing things for you and provides you services, that they're holding your hand and that you're they're treating you like a caregiver and not allowing you to make choices. Uh, I see, gross. Right, right, yes. And it was a, specifically about, we had the news on, it was specifically about the opioid ep- epidemic. And he was like, you know, these people, they get hooked on, on these drugs and you know what, good riddance. And I was like, are you serious and he was like yeah you just choose not to do it and i was like that's not really how that works even if you can like physiologically most humans get addicted to things (laughs) it was a whole thing and he ended up saying that shit about the nanny state like you they can't like regulate this stuff because they can't make they can't like make your choices for you and i was like (laughs) i was like out of my fucking mind um so that was really disappointing and my grandma started saying stuff too because she has my aunt telling her she, my aunt is a full-blown republican now like like racist trump supporting republican mm-hmm. and um so she gets crap from her in one ear and she had been converted uh for about two years and then realized that my aunt had gone crazy but she still like listens to her because she's her daughter but i don't know it's just really it's disappointing all around and um yeah, and then, uh, uh, never mind. I'm not going to say that thing. Uh, okay. I have something to tell you off camera. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and I you actually. Uh, that, that reminds me. I do have something I want to bring up to you. That's like not a big deal, but it's interesting. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> we have a lot of stuff to talk about mm-hmm. as, as friends. Oh my god. Ugh, gross. <laughs> Let's filter out the bad stuff and only record. It. Um. God, I think that's it. I don't know. It was like our flights here were pretty turbulent because i think there's like weird air going on right now there was apparently a, a tornado warning in anaheim of all places oh fuck. so yeah <laughs> but we missed that like we weren't in it it was just it was like the day before we were gonna fly out um they had a tornado warning so yeah did i tell you we had one just outside of davis like they actually touched down oh shit yeah, no it was uh maybe a month and a half two months ago and it was it was like windy and the clouds were just like hella dark and Katie and I were walking to the grocery store and we stopped by this book box that was nearby to like you know the ha- take a book leave a book kind of boxes that are around sometimes mm-hmm. and it was like getting cold and just like dark and weird and we decided to go inside and we went back to our apartment and drove down to the grocery store and I guess in the time from when we went home and went out again like just outside of town maybe 
half mile, a mile from where we were going, like a tornado touched down briefly and just went up and like people were recording on their phones and like, yeah, it was pretty fucking nuts. That's crazy. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess it's not really a big deal for people in the Midwest, but like we aren't supposed to have tornadoes. <laughs> I, I mean, when I, when I lived in Texas, I, I've seen one before. Like they, we had tornado drills in school where we get in the hallway and like, can you get next to like really sturdy things cover our heads mm -hmm. put our ass in the air which can we just lay down but whatever <laughs> um yeah we we were just always prepared for it and like i heard tornado sirens before but i thought all that stuff was behind me apparently not nope welcome to climate change <laughs> thanks greta thurnberg yeah it's all your fault bring it over on a boat from sweden <laughs> nah she's She's the hero we need. <laughs> she really fucking is. Oh my god. I just... You know, we're not even going to get into politics because no. I will go on a thing. Um, God, I don't think I have anything else. Do you have shows to tell us about? Uh, I have a couple shows. <laughs> well, I went to two shows. I saw Slayer's last performance in the Bay Area, which takes all those annoying people that yell Slayer at shows and, put them, and puts them in one room. <laughs> which is like a, a efficient way to take care of those folks and so that was that was that i mainly went for primus and i took uh my friend zach who's never seen slayer before so he got to see slayer and now he say said he could but primus was great That's uh then i saw silver sun pickups in town in sacramento who i said like next time they tour i really want to go and they were great but yeah. i also saw a stage production of harry potter and the cursed child oh, which no. i I so on Facebook, we have friends who listen to this that may know this, but uh, I have watched all the Harry Potter movies and I've basically live tweeted them via Facebook comments on posts about them. And I have a handful of friends that really like these things because <laughs> I have now seen all the movies. I don't really know or remember or care about the lore of them, <laughs> but I just like ja take jabs at them and I have fun doing it. And I wanted to do that for the play so bad. Because I know fans do not like the play because the play is like their kids and it's like kind of fan servicey. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, this should be fun. So I took a notebook, like just a little moleskin notebook yes. and a pen. <laughs> and I was writing notes in the dark that I then later <laughs> had to translate into like text to, to live tweet this essentially. And I did that and it was a lot of fun. But um, the, the production itself is amazing like the the story is kind of weak but what they do with the, the space is great at one point like they're doing some big reveal and they hit a black light in the theater and on all the walls surrounding the audience there's shit that's just like written in black uh, black like ink on the walls throughout the entire that's so place cool. and you become immersed in the entire thing and like death eaters fly over you even in like the high areas of the theater and That's it's awesome. at one point the floor opens up and there's a pool because they're in the water and <laughs> I've never I've never been to a play where there's a pool <laughs> and it's not a musical but the music that's done for like score is done by Imogen Heap who did the song hide and seek and some other stuff oh my god yeah I love her she's not like there of course but at one point yeah. hide and seek does play <laughs> Okay, I kind of hate that. And in, in my, like, it's just the melody of it. And in my notes, I, I scribbled in all caps, holy shit, hide and seek is playing. <laughs> this is what I thought would never happen. Uh, 
if it's a, I guess this is the West Coast premiere of it being in San Francisco. So it's, it was like a whole thing to get tickets, and we were there for two shows with like an hour break in between. So like, we were doing Harry Potter stuff for like six hours, seven hours. That's too much. It was a lot, um, but it was <laughs> it was pretty cool. Um, I have no interest in reading the script that came out. I don't understand oh, no. why it was not just a book and. I'm sure they'll do their rounds on the stage production, then make a movie out of it or eight movies. Cause that's what they do. <laughs> Although really there's probably maybe three movies of material they could, they could do and it would probably be okay. But if they pad it more than that, it's going to be rough. That still sounds like way too much for them doing. I think it's six, five fantastic beast movies. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of stuff they don't need to do. Oh my God. I mean, I like the fantastic beast movies, but I don't need, that many i liked the first one and as much as i liked the second one it was completely unnecessary oh yeah they could have stopped at the first one but you know you gotta make money man Mm -hmm. jk (laughs) needs a new yacht made of gold yeah fucking unreal to tweet uh apparently really bigoted stuff from yeah she's been getting a little little crazy on the twitters yeah progressively worse maybe she has like dementia or something maybe i that's Never mind. I'll say that's usually like an, <laughs> something that hits you later in life, but if your brain goes, it's it's it could happen anytime. Um, yeah. Uh, I have one other thing on my notes, and that is that um, <laughs> something that's become an inside joke with uh, Katie and her sisters is that I have... Hello? Uh, sorry. Oh, okay. It sounded like <laughs> I lost, lost connection. But... No, I, I hit my microphone because I was telling Jet not to eat my peanut butter. <laughs> You just have a, like a bowl of peanut butter that you're just dipping your hands in and like not giving the dog <laughs> yeah, any. Dipping my hands in, yes. <laughs> like the, the way Pooh Bear eats pun- a honey, he just puts his whole hand in there, makes a, a spoon out of his hand and eats it. That's, That's you. a really good point. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's become a joke where uh, I am now an enlightened being. I am better than, like, you are a very important lawyer in a room, but I'm beyond above you as far as my humanity goes because i like uh so very few people in this world have conquered my my body and i have run a half marathon so i am a new level of human yes you are uh, that's i honestly I, without making a joke about it that's really really cool <laughs> so i'm, I'm saying it in jest because the people that put like 13.1 stickers on their car and like you can tell are marathon people it becomes like a cult of people that have done this thing that it's a unnecessary thing to do uh it it was hard it was boring i don't want to do it again <laughs> <laughs> i don't understand what's up 13.1 is a marathon That's thing a... i thought it was like a bible verse if it's 13.1 or 26.2 though 26.2 is a marathon 13.1 is a half marathon oh uh, i think you know then you can do your math and find a 52 point four is a double marathon a guy did one of those just because he finished the marathon in like in like 45 minutes and went out and ran it again <laughs> he passed me twice and i was like what what are you doing i want to be on that level oh my god <laughs> so uh it was i i went in i'm like all right so i've run 10 miles one time i ran nine miles like a week before then and i have my aunt lives near the place where they start doing the mar- the half marathon and stuff and i've done the 10k the last four years and i decided you know fuck it i'm gonna try and do the half marathon it's gonna be hard but i'm gonna i'm just gonna go for it 
So I put on uh, a Between the Barry and Me album. I had a break for with Carly Rae Jepsen, and then another Between the Barry and Me album. And I just listened to everything straight through, and I just tried to space out and run it. And every mile and a half, I passed by these three guys that were on their bike, and they were like keeping up with the race, and they would just pop up in the weirdest corners. And every time <laughs> this girl who was ahead of me would run by, they would shotgun a beer for her. And at some point, I passed her, and I don't, I never saw her again, but I kept running into these guys, and every time I'd see them, I'd start demanding that they shotgun a beer for me, too. <laughs> and they would. And and I just kind of kept giving waves. I was like, come on, you got to finish that beer. I got to finish this. You got to finish that. We're doing this for each other. <laughs> and then eventually, I don't know if they got arrested, because there were also cops everywhere, and uh, they were just, like, day drinking in a public park. Uh, so I, I made... I ran 11 and a half miles. I took like a minute break because my legs were just jello. And then I finished it up in less than two hours, which was my goal. Um, and That's I incredible. I don't want to do it again. I don't understand people that then do marathons because that's for me, they would then be basically four hours of running straight. And I was already just like, I don't want to do this anymore, but I'm far from home. <laughs> I think it's probably one of those things where it's just like, well, I accomplished this. I want to accomplish more. I don't feel accomplished enough. Nah, I'm good. I haven't run more than six <laughs> miles since. <laughs> Fair. It, All right. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, it's it's something I can say I've done. I didn't think I could do it. I, I barely did it. And I guess check now uh, on to just not running goals. <laughs> what about lifting? Are you going to get into lifting like Dan? <laughs> I'm I'm impressed with his like transformation doing that stuff. I just same. I don't really want to go to a gym is my problem, and I don't have like the space to have uh, a rack uh, here to do squats or to do any sort of real bench pressing. And I in high school I got in pretty good muscular shape from that, but and I love doing it. I just I, I don't want to be around people. Like if I'm on a run and I see like another person running by me across the street, so I don't sit near them. <laughs> It's amazing I've done uh, like this half marathon, all these 10Ks, just because like, it's running in a group of people, and I just spent like, the entire time trying to get away from them. And maybe that's my inspiration. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but see, if I'm there lifting, I'm, I'm laying down and pushing something, and there's other people around. I can't like, get away from them unless I like, run around with the dumbbells or something. I am 100% the same as you. Um, the trick is to go to a 24-hour gym and go after midnight. I'm because I know, but <laughs> you just got to switch your schedule like, and just do it. Um, cause Dan goes at like 3am and oh, I that's was going, okay. <laughs> I was going at like 10 and there were still people there, but it was, it like, it was clearing out. So I don't know. I don't actually think there's a 24 hour gym in town. And I, I would not go out of town to go work out. That's honestly fair. Mm -hmm. um, I have a hard enough time going like the quarter mile from my house, <laughs> which is stupid because I should just like walk there. But at the same time, I don't want to do anything after I get home from work. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I get that. If I don't immediately go for a run, I feel like my momentum's lost. And I like bike home from work. I'm like get my running clothes i talk to no actually because katie gets off later than me now so i pet the cats i give them some love while i'm stretching and i go if i have to like take a breather it's uh, i i just want to lay down yeah i i kind of feel like that's what i'm gonna have to do um 
because like yeah like once i get situated and then like the pets see me and they're like ah i'm so excited <laughs> then i feel loved and then i'm like i don't want to do anything then you gotta break their hearts just a little bit yeah i know it is for my best interests but at the same time it's like i don't know whatever i'm already out of the house 10 to 12 hours a day so yeah, i mean then there's that you could get one of those standing desks in a ball that you just like bounce on or ankle weights or something I don't know. Uh, or just I mean, constantly curl, and that'll be like your shtick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be it. I don't know. I do like, I do not exactly squats, but kind of squats, like weird wide-legged squats. <laughs> While like I squat. like brush my teeth. Oh, okay. And like little things like that, but it it's literally the most exercise I get. And walking jet, obviously, but... These guys are the worst. So Jet is like constantly trying to get into stuff and I will touch him to pet him, to appease him. And he just like tries to get more in my lap. And Kika is currently trying to push stuff off of my desk. <laughs> uh, <sighs> Dennis just woke up and is now taking another bath because she worked up such a <laughs> sweat from before, I guess, sleeping. <laughs> so cute. Well, we can uh, go ahead and wrap this episode and do our mini Star Wars. Oh, wait. Uh, do you have anything to teach us or any case stuff? God, I don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> I should. I've done a lot of research. Uh, in or Yeah, okay. I can tell you how to serve the United States like as a defendant or um, any agency that the United States has established. You have to serve them you have to like serve the attorney general of the united states even if you're like filing against the postal service the usps uh so you have to notify the entire fucking government <laughs> if their agency has done something bad you have to file a claim at the tort center not like at the usps so like you can't go down to your usps and just like serve them with papers because you're gonna be like you have no jurisdiction here uh and then you have to serve a copy to a copy of the complaint and summons to the US attorney in the district where you're filing and you have to file in district court which is separate from state court and they have a whole different set of rules it's the worst i just spent like 6 hours on a stupid complaint that we've never done before <laughs> yikes yeah <laughs> Well, for my recommendation, uh, Katie and I just started a show I've been meaning to watch for a while. And when we went to a Pardcastathon in the spring, a bunch of the stars from the show were on it. And that show is The Good Place. Mm. Uh, it's, you know, Kristen Bell um, stars in it. And the whole premise is they're in some version of heaven. And uh, the guy that made this version of heaven, it's his first time making one, which is like kind of a weird thing. But uh he makes a mistake and lets her in when she shouldn't be there because she lived life as a bad person. And right. now she's learning okay. how to become a good person in the afterlife so she can earn her place in heaven. And it's a lot of fun and it's super weird. And it's like a high concept, like abstract comedy thing. And we're four episodes in and it's all I want to do. Uh, <laughs> but Katie bear and I are watching it together. So that isn't my day today. Cause someone who's going to work. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, The Good Place on Netflix and stuff. I think there's four seasons because it just wrapped or is wrapping soon. So 
nice bite-sized show. You say that's nice bite-sized. That's like how many? Wait, how many episodes per season? Probably twenty. So I mean, it's not like taking on. <laughs> it's not like taking on Mad Men, which is like eight seasons of hour-long shows, or like Katie Bear will watch Criminal Minds, which is like fifteen seasons of hour-long shows, or Lost, and you know, it's it's it feels just shy of like a British show, which usually run for like three seasons. Okay, that's so fair. That's kind yeah. of the way I'm thinking. It's a complete story told in four seasons. That's okay. still a solid day and a half straight of watching, but meh. I like that when they actually decide that they want to close at a certain time and then don't extend it just because they want to make more money. Yeah, Office when Steve Carell <laughs> left, most shows. <laughs> Breaking Bad. Community trying to get to the six seasons in a movie joke and still haven't made the movie. Mm. <laughs> don't want that movie. Yeah. Um, but before we actually wrap this episode, uh, because Facebook reminds me of these things, tomorrow will be the uh, will be 2020, which is weird, and it'll be the seventh anniversary of our very first episode of doing this show. Because <gasps> oh. that's when I released the first episode, and I think we recorded on New, Year, New Year's Eve that year. Uh, yeah. So happy birthday to Blipcast and us and this. Uh, happy so, birthday, Blipcast! Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, f- thank you for listening to episode 82. There will be a Star Wars thing to follow soon after. <laughs> we'll see what it's going to be. I don't know if it's a mini episode. I don't know if it's just going to be like Katie yelling for five minutes. We'll see what happens. Either way, I'm going to put it out. Well, we have The Mandalorian to talk about, too. Oh, so. yes. Have you finished it? Uh, yes. Cool. Yes, I have. Say, so have we. So, uh, thank you for listening to episode 82. Uh, bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. didn't recognize that i had stopped it so it was just like basically um what do they call it in singing where do they do like a round like, <laughs> yeah but it was just like the skype call noise over and over so and wait, over the, like a little song the dung 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 thing yeah awesome <laughs> it was the worst thing ever jet you cannot cuddle me i'm sorry also i have peanut butter right next to me Ooh. and if you're near me you're going to eat it so you need to go over there yeah, I've got Dennis in my lap. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> she might get unruly and difficult and then, you know, happens. But she was, she was asleep, but now she's cleaning. So she might be waking up. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, I don't have a list yet. I will be making the list while <laughs> you do the starting point. <laughs> okay. Sure. I'm sorry. I've just been so fucking busy. No, all good. <sighs> How do I make notes on this? I don't know. What kind of phone do you have now? It's a Samsung Galaxy Note 10. Oh, it's not, nope. Not whatever. the what is it, seven or whatever that exploded on people. I guess. <laughs> I was reading some BuzzFeed list last night, and it's fresh in my mind. It was like the 20 or 15 like biggest failures of the decade. And that was like number six on it, cause just because there were phones that exploded on people. Dennis, don't eat my headphone cord. Oh, okay. Oh, God. Okay. Well, shall I go ahead and do the intro and just do it slowly? <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. Let me get to the thing. Uh.
books production.